Welcome to episode 274 of Coffee Pods and Wads. You can go to rad-global.com to look at probably the best two pairs to date that Rad have brought out. Uh, the reason tomorrow and Friday in the US and Canada and in the UK respectively. Uh, 11 a.m. EST North America on Thursday and 11 a.m. GMT on Friday for the UK. Honestly, they are absolutely stunning, just like ridiculously nice. Join.whoop.com forward slash CPW to monitor and with a bit of effort, improve your recovery and as a result, your performance. You can get a free 4.0 and discounted membership and you can check you're still alive after 23.1.2.1.3. Uh, Goad, speaking of the Open, they have a free mobility for everyone during the Open. Each week after the announcement, they'll have a protocol ready for anyone who wants it, specific to the workout and specific to your mobility ability. Uh, you can download the app and start your free trial now. It's a 30-day free trial. So you do it, uh, get the app, do your test, and then it gives you the open protocols that will be specific to you, um, which is just ridiculously good. Uh, Fitter have launched the latest addition to the white label launch this week. You can now have your own coaching logo appear in place of the Fitter logo on your member's phone or device. So they unlock their phone, they see your logo on their home screen. Ideal. Get.fitter.training for more. News with LSKD. LSKD are keen to get the community going and growing, uh, go to lskd.co to get a load of their latest launch and join the Good Times Club while you're there. Warriors Way Throwdown is back. Uh, the event will take place in the same unique venue as last year, the Avon Lakeshore Resort in Blessington in Ireland. Uh, some changes to last year, they have a mixed pair of teams and the event is being programmed by Ireland's fittest export, Emma McQuaid. Saturday, 22nd of April you've got the scaled and intermediate teams and on Sunday the 23rd of April you've got the Oryx taken to the floor cash prizes goodie bags and all the usual stuff up for grabs tickets are on sale now from Competition Corner or you can go to at Warriors Way Throwdown for more there and sticking on home soil congrats to Keelan Coleman uh, CrossFit game semi-finalist from last year and aiming to do the same again this year and daily grind athlete uh, first weightlifting competition last weekend PB'd her clean and jerk at 108 kilos and set a new national record for snatch clean um, and the total as well just absolutely ridiculous uh, at weightlifting Ireland for more on upcoming events and results today's episode is with Nick Johnson and Tim Bowles and we caught up on a live last night chat about the newly announced proven team for 2023 there's an article on it on thebarbellspin.com if you want to have a read we chat about the formation of the team on the four members and the changes at proven this year enjoy listen share and tag I think we're live I never fucking know like the confidence the confidence that Savan has when he says bam we're live like I always click it and I'm like is that it? are we in are we not in and the same when I'm like finishing it he always finishes his of like goodbye to this person that person whatever and then like he's gone whereas I do it and, I, and there's just it's like a spin wheel and I'm like are people watching us just stare at each other waiting for it <laughs> to end or is it over girlfriend so pretty pretty quiet uh 24 hours for both of you guys sure. nothing any news yeah, <laughs> um, life dad stuff what what uh you're you're someone who's very in touch with um what would you call it <clears throat> your cognitive side and your emotional side tim um 
what was the did this have any kind of emotional toll like did you wake up tired this morning did you wake up like did did you feel a bit battered by it no i was excited by it i mean like i think the whole team's been really kind of like chomping at the bit to just not keep our mouth shut for a long time now so i think there was definitely like it was just like all excitement all day yesterday because you know we're all really excited about it everyone's really fired up so just to kind of like get it off of our chests and be like oh thank god like we can be official. It's like when you when you date that girl, but you're not sure if you're like official, so you can't really call your girlfriend and you're like, what do I do? There was a little bit of like that. You're like, well, we're a team, but can we say it please? So yeah. no, what, all, all positive. What was the what was the delay? Like, why not? Because anytime I get any kind of news about anything that I'm doing, I immediately just like shoot my load and just tell everyone. <laughs> Like, you know, they see some people put up, like, they might put up a story saying, like, oh, really exciting news coming up soon. I can't do that. Like, I just immediately <laughs> say, like, guys, this is happening. Why Why wait? Why not just say it straight away? I'm surprised we made it this long. To be honest, I'm surprised we made it this long because each one of these guys have been, since the day we decided this to happen, ready to just spill their beans to everyone. So, you know, let's handle this as a business. We want to make a nice video for you guys. We want to handle our sponsorships well. Um, I'm pretty sure all of them were good to take a selfie, put it on their story, and say, "Hey, we're coming." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was there was there any kind of because uh, I know, like, say, Tim, you put up a picture of you four at uh, like in Miami, and there was no there was no like uh, what do you call it? There was no context. It was just a photograph. Yeah. Uh, was there any kind of like was was there anyone kind of in charge being like Tim fuck's sake like why did you put like was there any was, was it did it go that far or was it just like guys don't actually tell anyone until the open we specifically so we asked Nick we were like hey can we just like put this up with no context and he's like it's just the, the one compromise that I've given so far in this situation oh yeah, yeah. so no yeah there was it, there was a approval was received and then obviously Tola and I did it the girls didn't post anything for whatever reason so they didn't feel like it they didn't think we were cool enough yet it's uh, it's probably a passe to them at this stage they're just like yeah team whatever <laughs> we're all excited they're but waiting, no, yeah. so there, they're there waiting some, for uh, this weekend to see if it would work out or not <laughs> they were they were the girlfriend that wasn't sure they were like you're not telling anyone they're like yeah okay you can tell someone um so you uh you were in uh miami tim you were on a team um you were on you were with ricky right yeah ricky and delugos um and did i see you say that that was one of the, your best experiences like personal experiences at a competition did i see you say something on those lines yeah i mean it was just fun like it was just like a really good time i mean i've done a couple teams so i've done wadapalooza that was my third time doing a team the other two times were all were with a two plus two so two male two mm. female i think back when it was like a qualifier for the games um but i never like did it with the intention to qualify for the games it was more just like i had some friends that were like hey let's get together once touch the worm and then go see what happens and just have fun um, and I really enjoyed those times too. And I mean, I think like part of what really kind of drew me to it, you know, back in like, I think 20, I don't know, maybe 19 was the first time I did a two plus two at Wadapalooza. Time is hard. Um, it was just like, again, new, like it was just, it was something very new to the sport of fitness for me. Cause I've done a lot of things that you can do as an individual. And like, you know, you're always trying to push the boundaries with new movements and you're trying to stay ahead of the curve with skills and things like that. But team just like presented this really cool new opportunity to like actually have like very specific new things to learn and try and master. And I think that was always like just very enticing and very cool. And then, I mean, the weekend with Ricky and Matt, 
a little bit of the fun team stuff, but more just like, it was just like really good times. Um, you know, individual is very stressful and I'm sure like team when the games is on the line and you're being serious is also going to have its own plenty of stress, I'm sure. But like to at least be able to share that burden, um, you know, I think will be a, a pretty cool experience and definitely something new that I'm looking forward to. Um, Nick, if you wrote down all the things that could change between like, even just for you between the end of last season and the beginning of this season, you've probably hit all of them. So like first, so Rich retires um, and then Taylor is it, is it fair to say Taylor was like, yeah, okay, well I, I'm, I'm, I've kind of completed it. So, so I think I'm finished too. Is that fair? Yeah, so I want to say it was before semifinals, around quarterfinals, all four of them had decided that was it. Sam was going individual. Rich was definitely done. And Andrea and Taylor were were done, right? Taylor was done with school. So um, might as well use that degree you spent three years of your life for. Um, yeah. So we said, hey, there's no better spot than win two games, go get the job done. Rich is done. Might as well hang it up. Um, and I think mentally too, Andrea and Taylor had just been at a point to where they've done this so long, probably the same boat that Tim felt in at some point when he decided to make this his last year to where it was just mutually decided when this game is over, we're all done. I want to say it was then probably mid-October to where we got some itch back um, and it started to come back into the scenario to where, hey, we can kind of do whatever we want. And for the first time in your career, Taylor, you could be a full-time athlete. Um, there's no reason to jump right into work. You're done in January. Why not pick it up? Everything you've been working for has been this opportunity. Andrea was the hard sell. <laughs> Andrea was ready to be done. Andrea was the one that said, I want to have a master's career. I want to do that when I get done with my individual career. And that's going to be maybe a year from now, two years from now, but I want to break. Um, so we got her on board and that's when we started putting together. And I would love to show you the spreadsheets of what kind of man we would well, like. You can, to you can, you can just share your, if you click. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you can just piss off 99.9% of the CrossFit field if you just share your screen. <laughs> actually just gonna make an only fans for that document if you'd like thousand dollars yeah just be you and brian friend (laughs) (laughs) um so what we did was we broke it down we said hey based on the knowledge that we have the girls past partners who we think matches up well from a skill standpoint who would we ideally go after when it looks at the men's side individuals. Um, we didn't know who was still going back team. Tola really wasn't in the picture yet because we assumed that they were going to be doing something again. Um, and this was with the the rules of the old affiliate cup because oh, yeah. there hadn't been the new announcement yet with um, removing the 51% rule, removing any barriers to entry there. So we made a, a our data sheets. We did things there and it had been about two and a half months to where we didn't have any plan. Guys were either just saying no, we hadn't really been in contact with anybody that um, felt like they fit in a good way. So it went from being Shane and I saying, hey, this will take us like a week. We'll put together a good team. We'll be good for the season to now we were down to, I think Tim and I spoke in December for the first time and we were a month away from the open. We didn't really have a roster. Tola had come on at that point, which was great. 
Um, but I believe Tola had just thrown Tim's name out and I think he sent you a message, right. And you guys like whatever happened, you guys hadn't responded or didn't talk for like three weeks. So we pretty much wrote Tim off too. At that point, it was like, well, I guess this guy just thinks we're losers as well. So we'll move on from that. And I don't know what it was. I just told Tola, I think to give him another bump, um, to have the conversation. And that's about the same time that the rules changed. So that kind of opened the floodgates for everybody at that point. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely like when, when Tola first reached out, it was when the rules were the old like way. And like, you know, he told me who the, the three were and I was like, damn, um, like, yeah, like I would definitely be interested, but there's just, there's not a chance that I can move, you know, like as, yeah. as long as that's a rule, yeah. it's, it's just not even, it's not even a possibility for me just with the gym here. And then obviously wife, kids. So, um, and then, yeah, like Tola bumped me again. I it had to have been late November, like maybe around Thanksgiving or something like that when they changed the rules. And he's like, Hey, the rules changed. Are you interested? And that was kind of what, it, like, I actually started to turn the wheels a little bit as far as like, okay, I'll actually think about it now because there's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think Nick and I chatted, you know, maybe a week or two after that, just kind of like, um, you know, <laughs> ghost, ghost by Tim Paulson. <laughs> I go to him, him when I didn't think it was even possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm not replying to this guy. Um, yeah, that's, to that point too. That's when Andrea was fully on board when the rules changed because she's in the exact same boat where she's running a business. She's got a husband. Nobody really wants to make that life move at this point in their career to just do an eight month season. Um, so that made things a lot easier from everyone's standpoint. And did you have, so to say like when the rules changed, that obviously makes things easier, like you're saying, but was there also a thing of like, okay, yeah, it's easier, but we will need a commitment from you guys to do, you know, like we can't just have you guys floating in the day of the open and then like floating in the day of quarterfinals. Like we need to actually work together. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, yeah, I mean, that was definitely like when Nick and I first chatted, I mean, I think for me personally was just kind of like talking through that dynamic because obviously like, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that for me personally, anyway, like I was very upfront as far as like what my responsibilities were here. Like, you know, my wife is incredibly supportive and understanding. I will be able to travel, you know, I'll be able to travel significantly, but as long as we can, you know, plan it out as far out in advance as possible. Cause again, like she works a nine to five at the hospital. She's a physical therapist. So like, you know, time off is kind of hard to come by. We don't have much family locally. So there's like, there's a lot of moving pieces for me, but I can make it work. So it was more just like kind of the level setting of like, Hey, you know, can we talk about expectations? How often are we getting together? Things like that. And like, you know, my wife and I are both planners, her more so than me, <laughs> um, you know, just to like make sure that we can, we can lay it all out. And as long as we can do that, like I'm game for whatever we need to do. Um, and that was kind of like, I guess for me, where it all kind of started, where it was like, oh, like, you know, based off of what, you know, Nick is kind of scheming as far as how often we're getting together, things like that. Like I can definitely make this happen. And then it was just obviously trying to figure out like kind of nuances and details of everything. Is is uh were you the driving force then, Nick? Was it were you going to like rest the proof and saying, I think we should do a team, or was it like a cumulative effort or I think it was something Taylor and I always had in the back of our minds, obviously being with two of the the larger programming efforts over the last couple of years. Um there's never been any any back and forth where um we've had disagreements in camps and mayhem's always been a really close friend to us and I've got nothing but great things to say about them. But at the end of the day, we were all separated. I was in Nashville. She was in Cookville. We were living in Knoxville. So we maybe saw each other one or two days a week at that point. And it was something to where we had both worked so hard to get to where we were. 
we're given this opportunity now that you have eight months to where you can put your career on hold and not have it affect things. We got to give this a chance. Um, so that was step number one. Step number two was how do we make this an opportunity to where these four athletes were at their point in their career where they should be as professional as it gets. So we need to figure out a way that we can cover all the costs for the team. We can maybe put some more money in their pocket at the end of the season on top of whatever winnings that they have. And that comes with its own obstacles, right? Especially when we didn't even have a team until December. So no matter how much planning there was done, um, we couldn't officially start reaching out to people, giving them kind of the lowdown of what we were thinking until we were completely solidified of the four person team. So once we got Tim on board, we had about, I would say, 60 days to where we needed to hit the ground running, be able to get all of this done in order to shoot the announcement video. So I would say the last couple months, it's been just on the grindstone because we, we have been working against the clock with the open coming up where we knew we had a date we had to announce by. Um, but it's all lining up perfectly, which has been awesome. And the, the personalities that we've come with these four individuals has been um, probably the best atmosphere I've ever seen when it comes to a team. Um, and the other changes then are proven. So obviously, Tia, uh, like Tia and Shane, had their amazing news, and uh, I suppose the repercussions for the CrossFit community is she's not competing. But then, obviously, you know, better, better repercussions her end than for fans of the sport, I suppose. Um, so they're obviously starting their family. So she's out for the season. That's obviously a big change because I'm assuming from the outside looking in anyway, that she's always going to be like a driving force around the gym and like, you know, pushing everyone to reach new limits and stuff. Um, she's obviously still going to be knocking around and training um, and she'll be an influence. But like that has to be a big shift as well when so much of the focus, say last year, would have been on her and what she was doing and what the other individual athletes are doing. And then you have this new group of four coming in. Like was there any kind of trepidation about the dynamic in the gym and the kind of chemistry of everyone muddling together? Yeah, I think the the thing with that is we're growing as a brand really fast um, to where it may be the perfect time for her to step away because we finally have that extra body in there um, to where from a business owner standpoint, but also fittest woman in history standpoint, she can give a lot of input to the athletes that are around. Whereas before it was really just, hey, Tia's here. You guys can train with her and we're going to set you up in a way that coaching is there for you, programming is there for you, but Tia, you know what she's doing. So let's jump in with her. Let's do what we need to do. But she is the primary athlete we need to worry about. Obviously, Brooke came along and people like that, which has been amazing to have. But now we have this opportunity with the team that it just kind of fits right in to fill that gap on the competition side. And it's been it's been awesome. I would love to hear Tim's thoughts too, just that first weekend um, where Tia got to witness what they were doing. And she'd never really been around – a team atmosphere of training and she had a lot of feedback, which was great. And I think it's just one of those things that she offers eyes on a team like this, that she brings a perspective that not a lot of people will have. Um, and she's going to help our individuals in that aspect as well. Yeah. I mean, Tia's like, like I would say you're an idiot if Tia talks and you don't listen, especially <laughs> as an athlete. I mean, like again, fittest woman in history and like also one of the nicest people on the face of planet earth, which is like, pretty crazy i mean just to ha have that obviously be able to do both of those but yeah so it, it was definitely very cool like the first weekend you know you could kind of see her wheels turning because again she's never coached a team really watched a team she's always been kind of focused on herself so like 
to see her kind of getting fired up about what we were doing and like, you know, wanted to come over and like, you know, give us some chats after workouts, talk about some, you know, mentality things like training environment and just like ways to kind of like elevate all of that um, is, I mean, hands down, one of the coolest opportunities you can have. Again, she's one of the most successful, you know, kind of driven people in the sport by a long shot. Um, so that's definitely like unreal, um, like just a very cool opportunity. And obviously Shane as well, like Shane, you know, he's another fantastic person. He's got great eyes for a coach and like, you know, just very, they're very nerdy about fitness in the best way. And like, it's, it's going to go a long way. And I mean, yeah, the, the team dynamic is like, it's, it's pretty great. Um, again, I, I played hockey growing up, you know, I I've been on great teams. I've been on average teams, like, you know, like when I, like we spent the weekend, Taylor, Andrea and I, and then obviously Nick like live together when we're down there. And it's like, it's, it was hilarious. Um, you know, just like, it was a very good time. I think everyone clicked really quickly. You know, the atmosphere in the gym between the four of us is awesome. Um, you know, so it's definitely just like, it's, it's really good. And like, I'm not just bullshitting around, like it's going to be a lot of fun. And obviously I, I mean, I think the better the environment, the more positive, the more laid back you can be, especially out of the gym, it's just going to make everything better. Communication is going to be more comfortable. You're going to feel more, more comfortable being honest with people, you know, talking through workouts, things like that. So, I mean, I think it's going to go a long way. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you played hockey and then you have like Taylor and Andrea who basically spend all season calling each other garbage cans and like pieces, pieces of shit basically for the whole year, like it's, they're going to gel pretty well with a hockey player. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, like the, uh, the thing of, you know, you're saying there that you met Tia and she's really nice and stuff. There, there is like, not disappointed, but there's part of me when I meet someone like Shane like met Shane at Miami and chatted to him and like part of me was like almost hoping he'd be a dickhead like <laughs> do you know like that it's it's actually just annoying that someone just is able to do all this stuff and still be like incredibly nice and patient when people are talking to him and so generous with his time like it's like oh just just be an ass for like five minutes <laughs> like let you know like just even fake it I don't care um Tim, like last, so you you were uh, you were on with me like uh, pre post semifinals, I think last year or pre semifinals, I'm not sure which. And you basically said like, oh, I'm 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 like retiring as a, a full time athlete after next year, which is this year. Mm -hmm. um, and you were saying, you know, I'll still give it a go, I'll still do the open, I'll see what happens, etc. Um, but I won't be going like all in all the time. I have other things to focus on. Um, I think that announcement is why when this news came up, I was like, wow, okay. I was not expecting that to happen this year. Like if you had said like next year, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Was there any kind of part of you when this idea was floated that was like, oh, well, fuck, I've already told people that this is, do I really want to give up that last individual year for a team year? Yeah. I mean, stopping is going to be hard regardless. Um, it, you know, like, especially I think like for me, again, personally, like, just mentally, physically, everything is still, I'm still progressing. Like, like as an athlete, like, yeah, I'm going to be 33 in like a month and a half, but like I'm fitter, stronger and mentally far more capable than I was 10 years ago or five years, you know? So it's like, if it were just me, I would keep doing this. Like I, I could keep doing this and I could still, you know, continue to chase the games at a high level and like try and improve my placing. Like, I don't doubt that, but it's just, again the sacrifice you know kind of year round is a huge toll on up like obviously you know myself but more just like the, my family the gym like we're hoping to add another kid to the mix you know hopefully in the next year or so so it's like you know there, there's just more things that we want to do and like 
being a full-time athlete is, you know, it's been an incredible ride and I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it's like, it's a drain, you know, it's, it's a drain on your family's stress levels on, you know, just all of those things. Um, you know, the rewards are, you know, the, the journey is still great. The rewards are great. You know, like everything that goes along with it makes it worth it, but it's hard. Um, but as far as like deciding to go team, I mean, it was hard at first because again, like individuals, all I've ever known, I I've never competed on a team with any kind of serious intention before. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just, this is a very, this, this team has the potential to be a very good team. Um, you know, and that's a incredible thing to try and chase, you know, like I don't like realistically, you know, I don't, I would never have stood on the podium as an individual at the CrossFit games. Um, you know, and I, I have known that based on the way that I've structured my life, the amount of time I've still had to dedicate to my affiliate to, you know, other things like that. And like, just personally, I knew it wasn't going to happen unless I made sacrifices that I wasn't willing to make. Um, whereas, you know, this team opportunity, it, it's an opportunity to stand on the podium at the CrossFit games and, you know, to hopefully try and win the CrossFit games. Like this is a phenomenal group of individuals and we've gelled very quickly so far, you know, like it's the, frankly, it, I kind of was kind of astounded with how well everybody just kind of grooved together and how quickly things seemed to click. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just an incredible opportunity. And I mean, even looking at it, like it's the demand is going to be very high, you know, like on, on the individuals, as far as like, you know, traveling team training volume things like that it's like it's not going to be any like to think from the out like for me to think of going team after retiring would be bananas <laughs> because again it would be a, an incredible demand on like, like it's again it's still it's a huge investment of yourself as an individual to the team and that wouldn't you know that just wouldn't jive with my what retirement actually looks like to me which is actually retiring <laughs> i slippers and pipe <laughs> i'll still do crossfit every day but you know again just the allowing other things to take priority if i only train for 30 minutes one day that's fine you know like yeah. having that flexibility to do that and not feel like a piece of shit who's falling behind i think that's the biggest thing that retirement means to me is like when i'm done like yeah if, if i don't want to train one day or if the gym needs me or if xyz like it doesn't matter you know like i can just I can do what I need to do and not have the stress of like either letting myself down or obviously this year, like letting the team down with, you know, missing a training day or something like that. Is, um, I'll, I will say this, when you have that second kid, you can fucking forget about <laughs> training more than half an hour a day. Um, is, uh, Nick, when you're dealing with people like this, so you, like, you know, you've got like two of the most successful team athletes. You've got Tola, who's, you know, he's been around, he's been in different camps. He's got, he's like a, got a long career um, on his own. And then like last year, he was on uh, with uh, Reykjavik. He came on like leaps and bounds last year. Um, and then you have Tim, who's like done CrossFit games since like the Stone Age. Is there like, is there much to do as a coach like are you like are you saying to the guys okay we've noticed this this and this and you need to improve this or is it more like you know what you need to do keep doing it and then when you come together as a team that's where we'll step in and say okay this is how we're going to structure our team sessions yeah i think it's actually a lot more in depth and harder than we thought it was going to be to be honest with you um, because we have four individuals who all train differently and they've all trained differently their whole careers. It's not like we're taking a brand new athlete who's new to the sport and saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. You're going to follow this. And this is where you're going to get, we don't really want to change how these athletes have done what they've done in the past because they're all at a level 
that has given them the notoriety to be on this team. So they've gotten there one way or the other, right? Like Taylor and Andrea have trained a lot different than Tola has. And then now what we're learning about Tim, um, it's similar, but at the end of the day, it's as an individual. So what we're trying to figure out now is that we've got two buckets. We've got the in-person all team majority of worm training. And then we've got there every day in between when they're alone. So how can we marry the two to, bring their individual work into a team bias strength and weakness building because we're all going to have difference there. But then also when we're together, hit more testers and hit more specific events that we have data on from the past years to compare ourselves against. Because I think the, the best thing with mayhem over the last few years is that they knew exactly what was going to happen in every single workout that was thrown at them because Taylor, Andrea and Rich there's nobody better when it comes to teamwork. You could really throw whatever high level um, top 10 games level individual like Sam, whoever it may be, Tim could have done the exact same thing. Um, and they're going to learn really, really fast on how to hang with that group. Um, now we're trying to figure out how to do that with two new guys, which would be tough. Thankfully, Tolo's at a level to where his skills are just at a, at a whole different even experience level than we even thought he's just such a good addition to our team not only from the team itself but as the proven brand that he he's such a good coach in the gym um he, his personality and his attitude when it comes to everyday training has been amazing he kind of lifts everybody's energy when he's in there so it's been it's been good to know that these different personalities can come together and fit um but on the programming side it's, it's taken a lot of change because we're having probably two to three coaches meetings a week right now to figure out what works, what doesn't, what volume we need to drop back from the individual's work that we give them here in Nashville. And then what we need to add in for more interval based training, maybe some more things that Tim needs specifically to catch up to the group. Um, and then same with the group to catch up with some of Tim's skills. So it's something we're learning. Thankfully it's only been, a month. It seems like it's been a lot longer than that. Um, but by the time that the semifinals roll around, we want to get to a point to where these guys know each other um, like they've been with each other for five years. Every move that they do, they should know. They don't need to have as many verbal calls when they're in team workouts um, and everything should be clicking so that once we get into that games training, we don't have to worry about meshing anymore and we can just hit the hammers of the skills and hit the hammers of the um, fitness alone that when we step on the floor in Madison, we have no questions and no doubt that this is the best team that we could possibly prepare to win the games. Um, two th well, one thing about Tola. So pre-games last year, I remember having him pegged as the weak link on that yeah. Iceland team. I was like, like no disrespect from him. I, like, you know, he's a phenomenal athlete, but I was like, okay, looking at the team, like Tola could be in a bit of, and then the game started and I was like, well, fuck me. Was I wrong? <laughs> it's like that guy has kept all of the strengths that he had and like shored up any possible weakness or perceived weakness, like running. I was like, okay, he's not okay. Nope. He's doing really, really well at the running stuff. And then it was like, like any kind of endurance. I was like, oh, he's go, oh no, he's actually really holding his own here. Like when, when you pigeonhole him prior to, the games last year, you would have just been like, okay, if there's a heavy lift, he's fine. Like he's sorted if there's a heavy lift, anything over like two minutes, he's going to be in a bit of trouble. But now you've got this athlete who's 
got all of the strengths that he always had and then all the weaknesses or perceived weaknesses that he had are just they've basically just been eradicated so i guess a lot of the work that maybe you guys would have had to do has like a lot of that groundwork has already been done tola is dangerous dude like i was just texting him the other day like i mean seeing him at the first camp that we were together like just seeing you know some of the results that we're comparing and training and stuff like that i mean like tola is a completely different athlete like to your perception than i you know like than I perceived him to be like, he has made leaps and bounds progress in areas that you would have thought, you know, he has historically struggled with. And I mean, it's like, it, it's pretty crazy. Like he, he is legitimately whooping some asses right now. And it is like, you're like, damn, just like he's, he's, he's definitely kind of turned into the whole package. Like he's, he's got it all together in a big way. It's, it's pretty scary because he's very strong and very skilled. Like he yeah. can do a lot of really high, like skill, like, like uh, movements that are just a cakewalk for him. And now he's got like the fitness and the capacity and the engine to back it up. And it's like, it's, it's scary in a very good way. <laughs> yeah. We had no idea. I mean, to be honest with you, and Tim, we talked about this last time Tim was in town, there was a event, I think in 2017 or 2018 to where Tola was out there kind of for the first time. And he was just known as a strong guy, right? He was a guy that could snatch 300 any day of the week, cleans 400. And we just remember his very first warm workout out there. And he just, died. there was just no fitness there. And he could barely, I think he clean jerk 315. It was like 65% of his max for the one rep max. Um, and so I don't want to say we wrote him off as an option for the future, but we did kind of just put him in the back of our minds to where he's just not ready for the level of the girls yet at that point. Um, but to your point, when we saw him dragging his teammates along on the run this year, that was the only indicator that we needed that he was in a way different spot than we even thought because his strength, like you said, somehow was just as good as it ever had been. And he didn't need to work on that anymore. Um, the guy just moves so well and he's got such a good head on his shoulders that that's what made us the most excited about adding him to the proven team as well. Because when he approached me, he said, I'm not here just to win the 2023 games. I want to do this for the rest of my career. However many years that may be, I want to create a legacy to where this is what I do. Like this is my profession. I want to be the best in the world on a team and win as many championships as I can. So it's obviously a little bit different than Tim and Taylor and Andrea because they are on the back half of their careers, but to build a team around a guy like Tola and then throw in these three, it's going to be, something that we may have not seen before. Um, and it's going to turn a lot of people's heads this year. That's interesting. Yeah. That was one of the things I was going to ask you about. It's like, is this going to be like a, a one and done or is it, you know, like, so it's interesting to hear that, that Tola is going to be the backbone. Um, another thing I heard about Tola that uh, maybe instantly like him is that um, if it doesn't help him or if it doesn't help like the group that he's with, he just doesn't give a shit. So like some people could be like, oh, we need to do that. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he just like won't do it unless it's like we have to do this because it'll help whatever. He'd be like, yeah, OK, I'll do it. But if it's like just because someone owes someone a favor or whatever, he's like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing it. I'm not, like I really respect that. Um Tim, are you looking forward to, say, uh, competing? I guess it might not come up in the open, but beyond the open, those kind of scenarios where you'll get to like just go full send and then rest when other people are doing work instead of going consistently yourself throughout the whole workout. I mean, yeah, there's like, I mean, the, the team format, like obviously, you know, there's a lot of, there's a ton of variance in the workouts. But, you know, I mean, there's definitely like, there's a pretty solid anaerobic bias to the way that you train, you know, like and to kind of, 
obviously not ditch the longer stuff. You still need to be an aerobic athlete. There's still longer tests, things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I grew up an anaerobic athlete. You know, when I started CrossFit, I was anaerobic. Like it, we, it took a long time to even become aerobically competent, never mind above average, you know? So like, because again, hockey player, like I lived my life 60 seconds on two minutes off for like 20 years. Like, you know, I, I didn't have to go any longer than that. Um, so it was always something that like I've had to work really hard on, you know, obviously there's some other weaknesses as well that we've kind of really had to drill in and, you know, try and bring up to snuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the opportunity to experience the, the team kind of side of it and like, you know, I've been watching old games and stuff like that, kind of going through old workouts just to like get familiar, get some data points and just kind of watch how things operate. I mean, it's like the team environment is very exciting to me. You know, like I, I would, I plan to excel. Um, and I, I think there's definitely, you know, it's, it's a format I'm excited about, um, you know, kind of getting into that team environment, you know, there's a lot of strategy to it, which is really cool. You know, I've always been a very strategic athlete. So, um, you know, I think that side of it's going to be a lot of fun as well, but yeah, I, I obviously I, I love a good send. So you can, you can always count on me to black out. <laughs> is, uh, is there going to be alternates? Have you got uh, other people hanging around waiting and seeing, hoping someone stubs a toe or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one's hoping that, I don't think, because no one wants to get thrown in on this team without <laughs> without proper warning. Um, we don't have anybody officially yet. It will be within the proven team. Um, we okay. saw obviously somebody with the new rules. We have to have them here for the Open. So we will we'll use who we have around, um, and we've had some conversations with some people there. Um, and then uh, once we go through the season, uh, we'll obviously keep them with the new rules on for the entirety of the season. So that is a big change this year, but we feel like we got a pretty good plan there. Um, Tim, you mentioned earlier on that, uh, you know, you realized or you came to that you accepted early doors, I guess, that podiuming at the games as an individual is probably unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you're, you're, you know, your remit was to excel and, you know, improve year on year or give your best each year rather than be like, Oh, it's gold or nothing. Um, a couple of comments here. I mean, like we're, you know, we're people saying that this, this team is a shoe in for the podium and, um, you know, uh, Travis asking if the boys are nervous cause you know, the pressure's on with the girls. Like it is very different for you this year, because if you haven't had that weight of expectation, either from yourself or from people around you or people, you know, outside your bubble now, like everybody is going to be thinking like, if you don't finish, third or higher people are going to be like oh god what happened there like is that is that something that you've had to wrestle with is, is it something that like are you taking it in your stride or are you just like blanking it out and pretending it's not a thing no i mean the, the you know the expectations are there um and the expectations of each of us individually are there as well you know like again we didn't come together for any other reason like and everybody knows that and it's like there's no use hiding it and like there's no use hiding yourself from it like that this is the goal And like, yeah, you know, short of that would be, you know, potentially a disappointment. But, you know, I learned a long time ago in my individual career that like any focus on anything external is completely and utterly useless and only brings about failure. And I've done that to myself a number of times as an individual athlete. I've set external benchmarks, pressures, things like that. And it's led to some of my worst performances at the games were purely because of that and had nothing to do with fitness. Um, So like I've learned the hard way that you don't get focused or wrapped up in that stuff because it's not what brings that stuff about anyway you know so it all like I've always been a big process oriented guy and I think especially this early on in the season there's so much especially for me being the least experienced team guy like there's so much to try and learn and to try and master that like it there's no mental time space or energy to focus on anything other than just like I mean essentially like I 
do not want to be the weak, weak link. You know, it's like, I, like on the worm or on some of these movements that require more exposure and more practice. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot for me to work on personally. So there's enough pressure on myself just to get, you know, up to a point where I feel comfortable and they feel comfortable with me that they know without a, without a shadow of a doubt that they can rely on me. Like there's a lot of that that still has to be developed. And like I said, that, that pressure and that kind of motivation for my daily training for our camps, things like that doesn't leave much time to worry about what anybody expects of us. Um, you know, there's, there's more than enough that, you know, I expect of myself and kind of that I want to present to, to the rest of the team that there's no, uh, yeah, there's, there's no mental space for that. <laughs> what about you, Nick, then obviously you're, you're, um, there's an element of like staking the reputation of, the brand on a team you know like that even if that's not what your intention is that's going to be the perception from the outside of you know people will uh they'll judge the success or lack of success here as the brand and the coaching being successful or unsuccessful because i think a lot of times people forget about the nuance of competition and the fact that like yeah. different factors will apply and stuff and they just think oh that team will win and you know if they don't then they're a failure is it like because it's new and because there hasn't been a proven team before is there any kind of trepidation or was there any kind of trepidation about starting it and you know like um maybe doing it in a quieter way or in a in a more uh in a more subtle way the first time rather than going like right let's get the two best team female athletes and see what we can do look i think when opportunity like this comes up you'd be dumb not to take it Right. We could have gone and we could have done something that, like you said, was uh, more of an intro to the sport. Um, but my wife was the one involved. Right. And I'm the one involved with the brand. So it, as much as I want to say it fell into our lap, we obviously set this up in a way in our lives that this was possible. And it's something that fits perfectly with the proven brand. We want to be doing something that means we're all in all the time, um, just because just because we might be scared of something doesn't mean we want to shy away from it. And that really shows in a lot of our training. Um, I think you could ask Tim about the first weekend with the girls and he probably had a real eye-opening experience about how they train, which is a lot different than anybody else in the world and why they've had the success that they do. Um, they, they train in a way to where they want to make you suffer at all times. They're going to race you in everything they do. They're going to bury you in every workout that they can, and they're going to bury each other. And that's the only way they know how to compete because they've come from a spot to where they've been unknowns for years until they got to mayhem. No one knew who they were, but they also worked a lot harder than anybody I've ever seen. So they're at a point now to where they're not just going to give that up because they're on a high stage. They're going to have to work even harder. And you can call that fear at the end of the day of not wanting to let go of what you've earned. Um, or you can just call it seizing an opportunity. Uh, but that's definitely where their heads are. And they're not going to let any opportunity or or any little um, little training environment stitch or whatever it may be get in the way of them reaching their goals at the end of the day is winning the games. Yeah, it, like it is remarkable when you think about it because like, you know, there is that thing of CrossFit of unknown and unknowable and testing yourself and trying new things regularly and all this, uh, you know, historical stuff that's always been said about the sport and the training methodology and stuff. And then you've got a guy who has the strength 
of like 10 guys and that was his thing and he didn't accept that that was his thing and he pushed to earn you know new stripes so you got a guy who his thing was qualifying for the games an individual and then announces his last season and then says oh fuck it, i'll go team then because it's different and a new challenge and you got these two girls who built a legacy for themselves in cookville and who like walked away who were gone and everyone had kind of just accepted like oh okay then and the easy thing again to do like the easy thing for Tola to do is just do weightlifting the easy thing for him to do is just see out his last season as an individual and the easy thing for the girls to do is just be like no no I'm done and like all four of them turn and go in the opposite direction like go against the grain to do something different and, and the same for proven as well where the easy thing to do is like well let's just focus on our individuals and see if Tia comes back next year and like that's the easy thing to do um so yeah kudos for spicing things up for the rest of us for the year if nothing else um <laughs> Tim, is this, uh, so you have to go to, with the new rules, you have to be in Nashville and do the open workouts in Nashville. Yeah. So are you going like four, you're not going four or three weeks though, right? You're going, coming no. back, is it? Yeah. So it's going to be, that was like, I mean, that was actually one of the first conversations, one of like literally one of the first things Nick and I talked about when we had a chat on the phone about doing team was like the open is it's very meaningful to me as a leader of our affiliate to like to be present and to kind of to really be a part of it um you know so for for us friday night lights you know we've done it every year there's been an open you know we opened in 2012 and we've done the open and friday night lights at the gym every year since 2013 you know and like i've always led it i've always been there i've always been the guy managing it you know like everything you know trying to coach the athletes all these things um and i didn't want to i didn't want to abandon my gym this year in my mind, like it would have felt like abandoning them if I had just up and left for, you know, whatever, three weeks or something like that. Um, so the open is going to be a little bit chaotic. Um, you know, I think for Andrea as well, just as far as like travel schedules, things like that. So like, you know, I'll do Friday night lights every week. I'll hopefully get home before Wes goes to bed so I can give him big hugs and kind of put him down for the night. And then I have a 3am alarm on Saturday to catch a six o'clock flight to Nashville every week. And then I get back into Syracuse at like midnight on Sunday every week. Um, okay. Syracuse is like an hour from my house. So anyway, like, and that'll be all three weeks of the open. Um, you know, Andrea's kind of got some similar kind of, she's got one longer week, one shorter week, one kind of middle of the road. So um, it'll be a little bit chaotic, but, you know, again, kind of, I think we're all pretty big picture oriented at this point, just as far as what we need to do and like making the most out of, I guess, kind of the tail end of our, not tail end of our individual progress, but like, you know, making those strides as an individual, continuing to shore up your weaknesses, things like that. Um, And then obviously highlighting the team stuff when we get down there. So, you know, we don't necessarily, it would be nice to obviously have like four or five days at a time, every time to do all the team stuff. And like, it'd be great, but like, we're also, you know, a group of individuals, I think that are, you know, these guys are great enough at coaching that like, we're going to get the most out of our time together. And like, you know, we don't necessarily need all the time in the world, this early to lay some of those bricks um you know that time will definitely come you know those longer trips will be there you know those more frequent trips whereas the opens kind of a little bit more i guess obviously follow the rules and make sure that we get what we need to get done done and then obviously make as much progress as we can as a unit um you know kind of in the time that we have based on everyone's individual constraints and things like that 
You could set up a green screen in Ithaca. <laughs> I don't want to piss off Boz. Don't even put that idea in his head. I bet I'm someone to go does stand that. in downtown Nashville to prove that I'm actually there. Yeah. With like a clock he, he or something. Lives or news, Boz, the newspaper. Boz lives in Nashville, so you're, oh, yeah. you can't get away from that guy. Yeah, he'll like rock up, knock on the door. We um, see a guy with binoculars every once in a while outside the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like knock on the door and be like, guys, why, why is the shutters down? You're like, oh, one minute. <laughs> Like get quick, get the Tim cut out. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like that's kind of what I was driving at. Is that like this will be? I assume then the first time that you haven't been in Palace in Ithaca for the Open since you opened it, since you opened the gym. Yeah. Um, is that like? Are you again? Or is that? Is there an emotional toll that comes with that? Like, is it? Is there a sense of like grieving for the fact that you're not going to be there for the entirety of it? Uh, no, because, you know, for us, Friday's the big day. Like we do the open workout in class all day. So I coach Friday morning. So I'll be at the gym six. I coach the morning six and seven. And then I'm usually there throughout the middle part of the day, kind of finishing some setup, things like that. And then I'm always obviously there for Friday night lights leading it. So Friday's our big day. Um, okay. you know, so being gone for the weekend, obviously is more just, um, it doesn't affect the gym much, you know, like the Friday is the gym's big day. So, you know, there won't be much missing out from that perspective, especially because personally the open has always been a gigantic ball of stress like i have like personally very rarely enjoyed the open um you know just because it's like it was a games qualifier for a few years and like there's always the pressure of you know for a, a while it really directly determined your placing in semi or regionals and like you know so there was all these stakes on the open for so much of my career that the open was never any fun whatsoever it was always like do the workout at least twice sometimes three times stressfully scan the leaderboard and text all of your friends all weekend so it's like, I've, the open has never been fun for me. It's been fun to lead the community and have them experience it. But on a personal level, the open has not been much fun. So, you know, I, I'll actually thoroughly enjoy going down to Nashville and doing the open workout with some of the teammates and like having a good time with it, throwing down, racing some folks, you know, just like just using it as a training session to obviously kind of just buy into, you know, the team stuff for the weekend. And it is uh, when when you used to text your friends and tell them how you did their asthma did, was there people that you text knowing that they would definitely not tell you the truth and that you'd have to try and work out what they actually did? Or was there a group that you were like, oh, I know if I ask Velner, he'll tell me exactly. Or I know if I ask whoever, he'll tell me exactly. Yeah, we, I had a, a, you know, there was obviously a couple of us were close enough that like you wouldn't bullshit each other because, it, you know, it was, you were close enough that you could be honest. Um, you know, yeah. there were definitely some folks that would bullshit around a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, not, uh, not people that I would reliably or, uh, regularly text for open scores. <laughs> yeah. It was probably like transparent enough that they'd be like, Oh, I went unbroken. And you're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're just trying to, the, um, there's a message to piss off Nick, who's trying to get Tim to come in and do the open workouts and then spend some time with his team. Brian's <laughs> offering to play golf with you <laughs> when you're in Nashville. Um, I was going to ask as well, like, so that first, uh, the first training camp when you went down, um that was a few weeks ago now you know nick kind of alluded to it there like when you guys started training together was there a part of you that was like oh fuck okay like i thought i thought, I thought we were kind of easing into this and we'd like slowly ramp things up whereas i'm just in a dumpster fire already uh i mean in a in a intelligent planned out way yes um there were like you know like again we we threw ourselves to the wolves the first thing we did together was like hey you know don't talk much, just go do this workout and figure it out. Like we want to, we want to get a baseline for like, you guys talk to each other for a couple minutes about this workout and that's it. And then we're going to figure it out. And it was like, okay, cool. Like test your individual capacity, you know, push as a team. It was a warm workout. So 
it you was know, a like, games event. It was an old games event. Yeah. So we just kind of like threw ourselves to the wolves a little bit and like Tola was very sad about this. <laughs> and he will t- he will happily tell you that he was very pissed off about it. He did not want to do it. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely it was cool. I mean, just yeah, the like the environment. And I think the other kind of interesting piece was like a lot of us, I think, were kind of, you know, you're getting off the tail end of your off season. So you're still like personally, I know I'm very strength biased still. Like I was still trying to bring my front squad up, trying to bring my cleanup, like we haven't been doing a whole lot of CrossFit. So like, you know, Wadapalooza was more CrossFit than I'd done in months at that point. And like the first weekend we were together was more CrossFit volume than I've done in a hot minute. So it was like kind of testing the waters out a little bit personally as well, just as far as how your off season kind of prepared you with certain movements, things like that. I pleasantly surprised myself in some areas with the team, which is really good. Things I thought would be tough for me. I was able to do without, you know, much kind of like stress. So that was good. Um, but yeah, the kind of the killer, the killer mentality, killer mindset environment is like, it's going to be a lot of fun and very dangerous. Um, because like Nick was saying, like the girls do try to murder each other on a pretty regular basis in like a good way. And you know, it's like, so do you, do you pick like not to get sucked? Are you like, I'm not falling for this one this time? I'm going to, Oh no, you gotta be a dickhead about it. Yeah. You know, you gotta go figure it out. You gotta, you gotta test the waters and you gotta see where the, see where the lines are. And I think like, again, like a lot of it for me is like getting out of the individual mindset as far as like how you approach workouts, you know, like how you approach workouts to maximize the score as an individual is very differently than what you do for a team. So it's like, it even, it immediately translated into how I train back at the gym as far as like, no, you don't necessarily do the smart thing. You do the big, you do the big sets, you do the dumb thing, because again, it's like, that's, what's going to be more frequently asked of you in most situations. Like there's still going to be obviously, you know, pacing, there's going to be some barbell singles. There's going to be things like that occasionally, but like there's a very different mindset as to how I approach even just work workouts as an individual that don't necessarily have like, they're not maybe a team tester, but it's like, it's still, I'm going to do it differently because my goal now is not to maximize my individual performance. My goal is to get a training stimulus that carries over best to the team environment and to what we'll have to do. Um, you know, and like it get being down there with the team for the weekend, it's like, no, yeah, the girls are going to beat you off of every single machine, every single time you touch one. So you have to go at a pace that is definitely above what you would do probably in a, you know, individual setting because you're trying to keep up with them and not get behind. So you just, you kind of have to send it a little bit and then hold on for dear life and hope they don't bury you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, they're going to bury you no matter what, every time, because that's just how they are. <laughs> you would think like, Oh, cool. The guys are going slower. That means we get a little bit of a rest. No, no, no. You guys need to catch up to us instead. That's how that usually goes. Yeah. Noticed yeah, it already. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's already a thing for sure. Yeah, it's like, fuck you for going slow. You need to catch up as opposed <laughs> to like, oh, we'll all work together. Don't um, ruin my workout because you're, because you're on shit. And then you really get like, then you get that moment where you're like, wait a minute, I can beat them on this thing. And you're like, I need to absolutely fucking throttle them because they need, <laughs> they need to pay it back a little bit. Like you get that moment, you're like, okay, this is my time. Like I have to try and put them in a hole because it's, yeah, you're like, you, you've got this, you've got this internal monologue going for the last eight workouts, and you, it all unleashes on the last, and you're like standing over them pointing, and they're like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? <laughs> <laughs> um, is it uh, so? Obviously, the the teams that the trio were on up until now. So we'll say Tola, like there was an obvious leader in the Iceland team. 
um with Annie like she's obviously going to like call a lot of the shots and she's going to be like say like the captain of the team and then with the two girls and mayhem you've got Rich who presumably is the person who's doing most of the talking if there's although they never really seem to talk that much but if there was talking to be done I assume he's the one saying like get your hands on the worm or whatever do you uh Nick do you guys sit down and like assess your group and pick someone or does it kind of naturally happen say in that first workout with the worm is that kind of what you were looking out for to see what anyone step up yeah we knew in this environment that taylor and andrea don't ever i mean they could not work out together for eight months and show up in madison and be completely fine because it's been such a long career together but to your point you just made if we're having to talk out on the floor or people having to be a a leader or a captain that means we're not where we need to be from a teamwork standpoint that'll happen in the next couple months but by the time the semifinals roll around Everything should be nonverbal. Everything should be exactly how we talk about it before the workout. So when you're on the floor, um, you can just execute. Because right now, we do have to do some of that with Tim, right? Because he's never been in that. And that means dropping the heart rate a little bit, making sure that from a movement standard, um, he's comfortable with how those movements feel on the worm. Um, But when we get game time, it will be something to where you're going to know exactly what your job is and you need to execute that or the whole team's going to pay. Hmm. Tim, do you need to go? Uh, do you need to collect Wes? I got uh, eleven minutes, and then I have to I have to jump on jump in the car and go grab him from school. Okay, I mean, yeah, like, to Nick's to Nick's point, like I mean, I could even see it in the first weekend. Like, you know, they're they're very deliberate about how they approach things. Like, the, you know, Nick knows who's going to be where and what movements. On you know, like there is a plan and there's a reason behind it. So it's like, yeah, like sometimes you're the call guy, sometimes you're not. And like, obviously that will start to fade. And like, you can even like, I can already kind of start to feel it. Like, again, I've always considered myself a pretty, like just kind of level, like level headed, I guess, analytical athlete. So like looking at the worm and like, just kind of feeling it, it's like, okay, like, yeah, I, I feel what it looks like. I see the cues of when, like, this is the cue of where the worm goes for this movement. This means you're ready. So like, just kind of starting to pick up on those things and realizing that like, the verbal call could very easily go away. Like I already see that again, it's obviously going to take more reps as a team to fully eliminate it, but it's like, it's pretty not easy to see, but like I'm, I'm picking up pretty quickly where those things go, Um, Mm. you know, just kind of like where they're going to be like relevant. Uh, Yeah. It's funny. Like I've sort of become obsessed with uh, the team side of things. Once I heard this team was happening in whatever December or January or whatever, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to write some stuff about the different teams. And then I just kind of like got carried away a bit. Um, But it's interesting uh, hearing you guys talk about podium and talking about wanting to win. Like there's, there seems to be like differences within the team. I don't know if this is like internally things are different and externally things are, you know, like is there a sense of bravado about some of the teams or are some of the teams being maybe like outwardly humble because they don't want to seem arrogant or, but like, some of the teams I've spoken to are like, oh, gold, like that's that's the aim. And others are saying like, oh, we just want to improve on last year. You know, like Oslo were very much like, well, we just want to do better than we did last year, which I mean, there's only really one way they can do better than they did last year. Um, but you know what I mean? That they're, they're it's, it's almost like they're not, like they're refusing to say it. And I don't know, is that like a European humbleness thing or something? Um, what are you saying about others- Americans? Uh, you can read it that what you will. Um, but uh, you're basically European, Tim. It's fine. Um, but the uh, is there any kind of like, or was there any kind of reluctance about outwardly saying that? About like, I mean, internally, like discussions between teammates is, you know, like you can say whatever you want and you can all buy in. But then once you say that out loud outwardly, 
it, it's kind of like if you don't do it, then you fucked up. I think going back to the inception of the team, it's that was the only goal. We wouldn't have done this team if we had to be in a situation where we knew we couldn't win. Um, and obviously there's a lot that can happen between the open and the games. And if we execute correctly, that's exactly where we should be with these four individuals. It's just given us the opportunity now to be able to execute on those goals, which is exactly what everyone wants. You just want the opportunity. Um, and if you've been in a top five position, a top 10 position, everyone's going for the same goal. You got into this for a reason. Um, you want to win the games. Even though Tim says now, hey, I know I may never stand on a podium at a CrossFit Games, he got into this in the competitive way because he wanted to win the games, I'm sure, one day. Um, so whether people say it or not, I think everyone's going for that main goal because there's so much unknown in the sport. Um, we're just happy that we have the opportunity now to make it a reality if we execute how we know we can. Mm. Um, is uh, do, does that does Taylor's competitiveness pay off at home? Are you able to trick her into doing like laundry really fast by being like, Oh, I bet you I can do it in 10 in, minutes? By the way. Um, I've always wondered that about mowing the lawn. I, I, I wondered if one day I might come home and she would have like a weight vest on or a ruck mowing the lawn. It never happened, unfortunately, for me. Um, but that's how that would go if I asked her to do it, I'm sure. Yeah, or like a ridiculous pattern that like nobody would ever be able to replicate or something. Yes. Golf has been the one thing I've been able to find that she won't do because she finds it boring that she can't beat me at. So I'll stick with that. <laughs> That's it. That's all you've got. Um. So the the team then it's going to be how how is it going to look like? Say if you if you were to draw out like the the CrossFit Games T shirt, like what's what's going to be written on the T shirt? Is it like CrossFit East Nashville? Proven, proven at CrossFit Eat Nash. Is that, how's that going to look? That is a great question. <laughs> um, we actually have some some back and forth from CrossFit. We're trying to get some just clear detail on that because we don't know if we can abbreviate things. We don't know if we need to write full names out. Um, but hopefully by the time where quarterfinals will be the first time we really need to put the the moniker on the leaderboard and we need to add maybe an abbreviation or whatever it may be. Um, hopefully it's on there. We would love to be able to use the proven name, obviously when it comes to the brand um, putting the team together. Um, but we're also very thankful to be with the, the CrossFit East Nashville crew and the space that they give us. So we're, we're really happy at the end of the day, as long as we get to compete in Madison, we're good with it. Um, Long-term uh proven then is are, are we looking at like a proven hq like i know hwpo have been talking about they're building like a facility and you've got all the other uh you know like mayhem obviously have their like empire or whatever in cookville are we looking at maybe having like a proven affiliate or a proven facility somewhere somewhere down the line is that the plan this year has definitely escalated that conversation it's uh it's something i think we've got a, a, a big team growing really fast, which as much as we love East Nashville, we, we also feel like we're taking up a lot of their space with their members, which is something we never want to be in the way of a community like that with how much they give to us. So we know eventually we're going to need to move into our own space. We don't know what that might look like yet, but it's definitely on our radar as the team gets bigger. Um, it, do you guys feel like you're in competition with those other, like, say, the the coaching brands that are out there? Like, is it a case that there's enough to go around and, you know, like everyone just needs to make their own identity and attract their own kind of people to them? Or is it a case of like, oh, shit, HWPO announced that they're doing this. We need to do that thing that we were talking about doing next year. We need to move that up. Or, oh, shit, Mayhem are doing such and such a thing. We need to do whatever. Or is it not as tit for tat as that? 
I don't think it's as directly competitive as that as far as reactionary to anything. Um, like you said, it's more of we all play in the same space. It's like any big competitors in a, in a free market, right? We do want to be able to give our consumers the best product that they could ever ask for when it comes to competitive programming, when it comes to affiliate programming. Um, and obviously we play in a space with people that are really good at that as well, because we all come from the coaching world. Um, so it does become competitive, but things like this is exactly how we want to do our marketing and how we want to show people our success by showing that um, athletes like this trust what we're doing and we can get them where they want to be. Uh, there's two offers uh, Vindicate is offering to help with t-shirts. I'm not sure CrossFit will let him design CrossFit Games <laughs> t-shirts for use in competition. And then Nick from Wild Zombie, uh, he does like, uh, you know, player cards. He's saying he can do a team uh, card. Oh, that would yeah, be cool. love that. Um, okay, so Nick, you can message. You put everyone's special talent on there. Yeah, Paul Send. <laughs> I everyone's nickname as well, Paul Send, and then you can come up with nicknames. I guess the other two, the two girls that just call each other trash cans, so they could just use that one. <laughs> um, well, listen, I'm going to let you guys go because I know uh, we don't want to leave Wes standing out, sniffling in the cold, waiting for his dad to come and get him and be like, oh, classic. <laughs> I knew this would happen when he went team. This is just exactly what I, he told he wouldn't do. He's um, leaving listen, me at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably sitting at home having his beers. Um, listen, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing and uh, helping with the article and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's uh, like I kind of said earlier on it's just great uh great added fuel for the for the team run this year and uh, i think speak for everyone i say it's ex it's exciting to see what you guys can do and to see proven pivot and to see tim and the other guys pivot as well it's it's uh yeah i'm fucking pumped for team this year i'll tell you that i'm excited about it man it's gonna be a really cool year yeah thanks for having us and we we appreciate all the love on the article and it was great cheers yeah. thanks, thanks guys Peter. all the best uh